I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now, huge talking point just dropping last night. Reportedly, the Bulldogs are holding a meeting today about Trent Barrett's future. Now, Danny Widler has come out and said that as of last night, Trent Barrett allegedly quit. Uh, This is all reportedly. There's been no confirmation from anyone that Trent Barrett is no longer the coach. But I tell you what, there's a lot of fucking smoke. A lot of smoke. And where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Gurino, speak to me. Thoughts? Yeah, we're no strangers to fire in rugby league. I can't see Trent being there past mm. 48 hours. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. We, we, we were saying before, does Gus pick up the uh, the old tracksuit and, and the whistle <laughs> and step in or what? Mate, honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's uh, a bizarre situation because, like, who replaces him? Do you hand the keys to Team Flanagan? What are they? Oh, I mean, maybe, maybe. They, 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 if this is the case, they have to have a plan in place. What have you got there? Oh, it's, this, this is, again, not official or reports, but they're, um, the Moles just tweeted that they're going to announce an interim coach in the next 24 hours. Shit. Yeah. Interim coach. Yeah. So, like, for example, like when Steve Georgialis took over Dean Pay a few mm. years ago. Yeah. What do you think about this, Timmy? It's an interesting one, isn't it, for Baz? Because, <clears throat> let's be fair, he doesn't have many runs on the board, you know, a limited opportunity, pretty ordinary at Manly, taking over from uh, Tooves there. In one sense, I feel a little bit sorry for him because he inherited a pretty ordinary roster last year. We know they've got a very new look roster this season, but you know it was always going to take a little bit of time to get them coming together. They haven't been terrific this season, but they're also not that far out of a lot of contests. But at the same time, you sort of think, geez, there's got to be a few more better options out there. And Baz, what's he had three years in an NRL coaching role now? It's a solid enough sample size to say maybe he's not the man for the job. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a really, really tough one because the argument could be like he's a young coach, he's only been in for three years, he, he took over a club that was on the decline per se. Um, but when you look at the facts, so I got Maddie to, you know, I made this point off air, but I was like, if you actually look at the last 10 years at the Doggies, they've actually, admin has progressively made worse decisions over the last 10 years. Uh, basically, with Desi on board, what was their record? 
So Desi took over in 2012. They made the grand final. They made the grand final again in 2014. And they made the finals every year up until Desi's last year, which was 2017, where they came 11th. Desi gets sacked because of that. Dean Pay comes in. They come 12th. The next year, they come 12th. The next year, Dean Pay gets sacked mid-season. They come 15th. Trent Barrett is appointed. They come last. And then now we're here. And then what are we currently sitting right now? And now we're sitting last. They're sitting last. They're sitting last. So when you look at that, I think that it's tough to, I mean, it's tough to argue for Trent. But in saying that, when you look at the environment he's come into, it's like they sacked uh, sacked, um, Desi and everyone thought Desi's fault. He's run this club into the ground. Dean Pay comes in. He's going, he comes 12th. And still, people are sitting there going, oh, it's all Dean Pay's fault. He has no idea how to coach. Now, if you said to the Doggies fans, you'll finish 12th this year, I think most Doggies fans would say, fucking hell, I'll take that any day of the week. Whereas when Dean Pay was coach, it was, mate, this guy cannot coach. He cannot coach. And I would argue Dean Pay's roster is nowhere near as good as the roster that is currently at the club. Um, so, oh man, it is, it's hard to mount an argument for Trent without knowing the ins and outs of what's going on. And when, you know, you obviously said they're coming last at the moment. When you have a look at their two wins from this season, they beat the Cowboys in round one. You remember Hammer was a foot away from being onside from winning that game from the Torrential Cowboys. Torrential rain too. Torrential rain. Then against the Chooks, I mean, Swali's toe hits the sideline as he goes out. Those two wins could have quite easily been zero wins this year mm. in reality. Yeah, right. it's it's a really tough one. And I, you always want head coaches to get more opportunities than three seasons. So mm. when you look at it from that perspective, you go, fuck, surely Barrett can get, you know, give him at least till next year to get that Reed Marnie, kick out in, to give him an opportunity with – because I feel like next year with that roster, there is absolutely no excuse. Like there, there no excuse can be given as to them coming – 15th, 16th, 14th, or even 13th, really, with that roster. All right, it's official. So, Bulldog statement. Head coach Trent Barrett has today stood down from his role effective immediately. We would sincerely like to thank Trent for all his hard work over the past 18 months in what has been a very difficult time for the club. No announcement of who's coming in? No, this is that. That was so it's actually not on the Bulldogs website yet, but Dean Ritchie has tweeted Bulldog statement and this has come up. So, right. Um, so, Dean Ritchie is saying. So Dean Richie has said in capital letters, Bulldog statement. So they must have got the media released via email. So okay. it will be up at the Bulldogs website in, in minutes, I reckon. Okay. Um, so that release has obviously gone out. Um, yeah. Wow. And it, it's an interesting one at the Dogs, isn't it? And you talk about the administrative problems they have and sort of looking even away from the off-field results. There's this narrative for a long time there that during Desi Hasler's reign there, Raylene Castle was in as a CEO and, uh, you know, there's all this talk of how they stuffed up the, the salary cap and they had all these back-ended deals. Remember yep. uh, Greg Eastwood one season, the, back, the last year of his, I think, NRL career was on like $800,000 and he was playing reserve grade mm. and that was because of this back-ended contracting stuff and all that, um, which was all good and well to go with post-Des Hasler era when they were struggling, but... What was that, like six years ago now, and they're still not getting results? So it's more than just like Desi stuffing the cap or doing it to suit his tenure at the club. Uh, now it's, it's a lot deeper, isn't it, than, than one little salary cap mismanagement that also took them within a whisker of two grand finals. And I mean, Canterbury have sold us so many narratives over the last, it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault. If we get to next year and Reid Marnie walks into this club and they're still last after 10 weeks, surely they've got to start to look... Mirror, I think they, they should have well, looked years ago, to be honest. I, I, I just and I've held this I've held this same opinion 
for literally years. I remember making a video and the title was, has uh, the dog's dog Desi. <laughs> what a great title. Um, but I, I, that's what I, I look at it and I go, okay, everyone wants to focus on these. Th- think about it. We're repeating this back-ended deal. Where does that come from? Who's releasing <laughs> the idea of this back-ended deal? Back-ended deal. We are Bulldogs, back-ended deal. Desi Hasler, back-ended deal. Everyone repeats that same talking point. Does, has anyone seen it? Has anyone seen the Bulldog salary cap? Who's seen the Bulldog salary cap? The Bulldogs admin. Mm. Has any journalist ever seen the Bulldog salary cap? Has any uh, fans seen the Bulldog salary cap? The only people who have access to that. So when we keep saying back-ended deals, back-ended deals, it's like we're just repeating what has been fed to the journalists and yeah. the, the media, which is fine. The Bulldogs have to protect the club. I understand that. Every single club has to protect their own brand and the club is bigger than any person. That's absolutely uh, – that's what you want your club to do. But – as fans, we have to be educated enough to uh, consume media and understand what is being uh, done at the moment. And what is being done is, is, a, is a club setting a narrative so that the fans don't look at them and go, hang on a sec, you're the one that are in the wrong. They look at Desi and say, no, you're the one that did the wrong thing. Now, I'm not sitting here at all defending um, Desi and, you know, because I don't know whether the back-end deals were crazy, not crazy. What I do know, though, is that back-end deal yarn the CEO, the CFO, the general manager, you know how many people have to approve those contracts before they get signed? The NRL, there are so many layers between Desi and the contract getting signed. We never concentrate on those layers. We just keep talking about Desi. Every single club has back-ended deals. All a back-ended deal is, is it, the, the deal continues to increase year over year. Every deal increases year over year. Have you ever heard a, a contract announcement where they've gone, it goes... 200k, 150k, 100k. No, it always goes 200k, 250k, 300k. Under the impression that players are maturing and becoming better players. Yeah, or, or on the flip side, in like the Eastwood situation, it's to fit guns into your roster at one period of time. So Eastwood, let's say he was a $500,000 a year forward at the time, he might have been on 200,000 one year and 800 next year, so that they could keep all these players together. So yeah. it's like, yeah. And, and and also, how often do we see you know clubs or oh, clubs under salary salary cut pressure? And then they manage to fo- like find a way to move players on. Like we're, we're forgetting all the part that comes in the next few years. And you look at Desi at Manly, for example, they've managed to, you know what I mean? Like they, they didn't implode because of their salary cap after Desi Hasler. He's back there now. They haven't imploded. They've actually had some of the best retention in the competition. Um, and so with the Bulldogs, I think it really is time. And, and maybe they are doing internal reviews. But, and, and I will say there has been change. Gus Gould has come in and maybe he's you know, going to turn the club around and, and that's, a, that's a good that's – a that's evidence to suggest that they are trying to change the admin because they have brought Gus Gould in. Um, but unfortunately, the, the admin have made decisions and every decision where Desi, Dean to Barrett, the club has gone backwards down on the ladder. Uh, and I think that that has to be noted. Like, I think that Trent didn't come into a great spot, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a complicated one because you just don't know, is it the environment Trent walked into that created these results mm-hmm. because, it, because the club was already on a downward spiral? Or, you know, does Trent just struggle at the NRL level? Is this a job that you're willing to take? Oh, fuck, it's tough. You know what? It's probably... If you had asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said it's more appealing than the West Tigers. But now the West Tigers, to me, looks like it seems yep. like they're getting everything together, even the way they're playing footy. Um, 
with Gus Gould there though, that really does attract me because he has so much pull. I will say though, Gus literally, maybe even seven days ago, 14 days ago, Max was quoted saying, as long as I'm at the club, Trent Barrett will be at the club. Matter of fact, he'll be there long after I'm gone. What do you think's happened there? Something dramatic, hey? Because that, that suggests obviously that he had no idea that in two weeks he was going to be sacked or stood down or whatever's happened. Um, something's going on there if that's the case, hasn't it? Yeah, and it's, as you said, it's not a good look to other coaches coming in. And I look at Craig Fitzgibbon. <clears throat> I think he taught us over the last year that you don't just say yes to every job. You mm. wait for the right job. Mm. Yeah, I reckon there'd be a lot of coaches that would sort of be dodging this phone call if potentially. You're, you're looking at that club though. I think the last couple of years you're looking at that Bulldogs job and I think they've had a lot of, we don't think, there's been a lot of good candidates turned down that top job because of where the roster's been and not really seeing light at the end of the tunnel. If I'm a coach off of that now, I'm going, all right, one of the clubs with the best history in rugby league, uh, they've got a decent roster this year, struggling, but there's some signs there. Next year, as you said, Reid Marnie come in, Viliami Kikau come in, it's shaping to be a really good roster. I'm going, shit, yeah, like I can play around with that and tinker mm. with it and, and really make something and turn it into a, a top eight side at a club with the rich history of the Canterbury Bulldogs and really make something of yourself. So um, in terms of the job, provided, you know, the background stuff is okay, you know, Gus Gould's running the show now, I don't mind it. Mm. I'd, I'd be happy to slide into it. Roster-wise, club-wise, when it comes to mm. Bulldogs being a, you know, a big club and so many fans, but when I see the general manager say, He's going to be at the club, club as long as I'm at the club. And then two weeks later, I'm getting sacked. Or the, the coach is getting sacked. That, ma- that gives me massive pause as to taking that job. Because if you can't trust Gus school to have enough power to keep you in a gig, who has the power at the doggies? And you need to go speak to that guy. You need him to be able to say that. Because clearly, Gus school I mean, I'd assume Gus school isn't the one with the power at the dogs right now. Because he... Like, he wouldn't say that. He wouldn't just say that and then lie and say, you know, oh, we had a couple of bad, you know, results and I'm going to get rid of the coach. So I just wonder who who really has the power of the bog dogs. I think it's pretty evident whoever does have that power. I mean, they're not really taking responsibility for their own. Yeah. Well, we don't know who it is. It's like this figure in the background going fucking Trent Barrett, like, see you later. Um, After the general manager has fully endorsed you, literally saying he will be at the club long term. Now, some... You know, more, uh, I guess, less trusting people would say Gus was just throwing heat off the situation at the time. Um, I, I think that's a pretty bold thing to be doing. Like, you, I think you actually hurt the club more by making those kind of statements and then them being not true, but you're just doing it to throw heat off in the moment. I think you'll actually hurt the club more because, as I said, what coach is going to go there now? And when Gus looks across and shakes his hand, looks him in the eye and says, mate... I've got your back, the, cl- the dude's going to be like, yeah, but you may have my back, but you definitely had Trent Barrett's back publicly, massively, and even that wasn't enough to save his ass. Could this be a worry heading into next year? Like, Reid, I'm not as concerned about, but a guy like Kikau who was with Trent mm. at Penrith, he's obviously the guy that he signed with. Does Kikau start to look around the room if he yeah. doesn't know the coach? I tell you what, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting whether there was something in the clause, like... You know, because Trent Barrett's job wasn't cemented. Mm. And if, if Kikiao's manager was, you know, switched on, he may have something in there. Again, this is all pure speculation, guys. Don't run with it and say that, you know, we, yeah. we, we're saying that. We're just saying, like, Kikiao definitely was Trent Barrett's man. Like, he really got, got along with him, played some of his best footy. Now, it's, it's a good point. 
It's a really good point. And if I'm Parramatta, I'd probably be going to read and saying, hey, you don't know who your coach is going to be. There's oh, yeah. I'm Hodgson's fucking... now got an ACL injury. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's a lot of dominoes that could fall off yeah. the back of this. I was going to say that kick-out leaked photo now can't even be used. So there's no point. There was no point in that photo even being leaked <laughs> in the first place because it was with Trent and Phil Gould. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when that happened, like – I, I, maybe I feel like I'm a bit cuckoo, but I'm like, guys, the concern isn't the photo. The concern is the leaking. Because, like, last week when I kept saying – no, a couple of weeks ago with the, the Gus Gould thing, when I kept saying, guys, the concern isn't that Barrett is taking over and rah-rah. The concern is how do we have a play-by-play of these inner meetings? Like, that is rugby league sanctuary, team meetings. You are supposed – it's just, you know, for all you modern, uh, modern uh, internet goers – it's a safe space. It's a safe space for the boys and the girls. Whatever the coaching staff is, whether it's a girls' footy team or a blokes' footy team, the cha- the lock the uh, the meeting room. You're supposed to be able to speak completely freely with no concern that blow by blow, play by play, it's going to be in the media less than fewer like four or five hours later on the biggest show or one of the biggest shows in 360, a play by play by the host, literally saying, Gould, Gould stormed in." Gould got at every player. Then he got at Flanagan. Then he got a, you know what I mean? It was a play-by-play. So God. there's clearly, like, that's a bad sign for a club when that is happening. Mate, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It, the doggies right now, the only thing that I can think is they have a plan in place and they've got a guy that's pretty much already agreed to it. That's the only way I can see this happening. Well, it's interesting that they mentioned it obviously will be an interim coach coming in. So there's not a, well, we'll find out soon enough, but a ready-made new coach coming in. Um, interim, just thinking out loud, but Davey Ferner is an assistant there. Coached the Raiders for five or six years there. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah. He could slot in as the interim yeah. until they do sort out whoever's coming in full-time. Yeah, okay, Ferner. Didn't he, he went all right at the Raiders, did oh, he? It, he was okay at best, but yeah. he's also had a lot of experience since then. It's been probably 10 plus years. But, I mean, he wasn't wooden spoon. No, no, he, he went you know okay. I mean? He went okay, and then... Um, Went over to England, coached for a few years over there, been back here and been around the traps a little bit. So mm. he was at South Sydney for a while as well, under Bennett, I believe. So, he, um, yeah, he'll, he'll have improved. And especially in terms of an interim coach, he'll be fine. Yeah, it's, it's just it's interesting because, like, who's on the market? Now, you know, I guess the elephant is the ro- in the room is the Flanagan elephant. Um, is this a, a Shane Flanagan situation where they go, look, we've got his son, he's contracted to us. We absolutely know Shane Flanagan's probably the best coach off that's currently not contracted to everyone anyone you know i've got sorrell though but he you know he's untested as a head coach flanagan's won a premiership mm. with a club that isn't a powerhouse is that the direction you think they may be going i think so but at the same time i mean i felt like the writing was on the wall a few weeks ago that gus seemingly isn't a huge fan of kyle mm. like hopefully that's changed over the last few weeks but he was the third choice halfback he decided to use so mm. it's i don't know it just all doesn't it doesn't Seems gel. Fit. Yeah, yeah, because, just... like, if, if Kyle was his guy, as soon as Gus arrives to the club, Kyle's a seven. Mm. But it took him, like, hell and leather to get, to get there. Um, that's, that's what's confusing about this, like, this sacking or quitting, sorry, is, like, I just – I'm not seeing the direction. Like, I'm not seeing, you know, Craig Fitzgibbon. You know, for example, the John Morris one, like, even though I don't think they handled that well at all, I think they could have – Definitely shown him a bit more respect. You could see the direction. You could see the, like we spoke about on the podcast of like 
This is their thought process. Their thought process is the longer John Morris stays there, the more the boys are connected. If John Morris comes out and plays great and they make top six or whatever, everyone's going to turn around and say, we're the idiots for doing it. It creates negative media. Um, instead, we get rid of him now so that there's no connection between him and Nick top eight. So even if you disagreed with the Sharkies thinking, at least you could understand the thought process. And also you could be like, look, Craig Fitzgibbon, you move heaven and hell to bring him in because he's got such good raps on him. Whereas the Doggies one, it's just, was any, was there, I know some fans, you know, Bulldogs fans were saying that he, you know, should go or whatever, but was there really that much pressure to get rid of him now? Really? I don't think so. I, I really, I don't think anyone was sitting here going like, he has to go, the club is just going to go in an even worse downward spiral than it is now. Like, it's, it was already. They beat the Roosters two weeks ago. Like, two weeks not ago. Not a bad start. No, the Roosters just beat the Eels. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's and also nearly every game that they've played, like yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. I, I feel for Barrett because you know three years, even if his results have not been, you know, they've just not been good. That's just the way it is. You still would hope that a bloke would get, you know, the manly situation. Fair enough. He walked into a place without resources. His coaching staff seemed to, you know, his coaching style seemed to be a bloke that needs resources and, and that's fine. Certain coaches love the really high-end stuff. Certain coaches love the nitty-gritty kind of stuff. Um, so you can understand why that, you know, didn't work. And Manly also, as a club, has had a history of, you know, upheaval and, and changes. We have saw with the Tuvi and Desi and everything. And then the Bulldogs won. It's like, like I would have I, I liked to at least seen him with Reed and kick out. You know, I just, just get that nine. Because the Doggies, for me, are a different side with, a, with an elite nine. But, I mean, we sat here last year and said they'll be a different side with an mm. elite six. Yeah. Well, the uh, other one there is Matty Burton. Do we say mm. he's contracted for how long? It, it, so he can, he can actually sign somewhere November 1st so this year. So he can year. sign somewhere else. So, again, the attachment to Baz, I don't know. But, again, from Penrith, it's got to be some pretty decent connection there. Uh, what does that do to his contract talks for next year? Mm. Or end of this year, we should say. Uh, but, again... Gus Gould, you've, you've got to put your faith in him that he's got his head around this. Uh, and you spoke about how the club, how the Sharkies delivered and got through a, a tough period pretty well. Mm. Um, there's transparency to the fans and, and what was going on. Big 24, 48 hours for the dogs, isn't it? Mm. To see how this has all come about and how they, they get out of it. How they handle it yeah. too. It's going to be really... This next 24 hours is going to be so important to the pressure that is put on them. Um, I personally believe... Gus wouldn't do this or wouldn't wouldn't do this. I'm not saying he did it, but surely he has to have a say in it. That's what I'm not understanding. I like, can't believe that he doesn't have a say in it. Surely he has yeah. some kind of say. In He's the general manager. Yeah. So what, is someone just coming over the top and saying, nah, like that's literally his job. It's like, yeah, I just... Yeah. You, you don't make <clears throat> Gus your general manager if he isn't having a say. What's exactly. The What's the point? Yeah. And also, like, do you... So let's say you're an admin of a doggy side that has gone all the way from the tippity top to the bottom of the table. Do you have that much self-confidence you're going to override a Gus call? You know? Look what he did at the Panthers. Look what he partly did at the Panthers. So, mate, it's just a real interesting one. And you know what? It's the, the dogs, there just seems to be this split that they've never really got past at the, at the admin level. And again, I don't know the ins and outs. Some doggies fans, let us know in the comments section because it is a member's... They've got a member side to it and then they've got another side to it. I think so, yeah. Um, but the feeling I always get at the doggies is that there's two, there's two opposing factions constantly, kind of like the Tigers. There's like two opposing factions constantly fighting. 
um, for like the direction of the club. But I, I could be wrong. That's just the kind of feel I get. Are, are they at a point where, as a, you know, coaching wise moving forward, do you just try and find a Canterbury guy? Someone just culture, like Kevin like, Walters kind of stuff. Yeah, like Kevin Walters, but you know, I'm, mm. I'm trying to think of the top of my head. Any, you know, the only one that's coming to mind for me is probably Jim Dimmick. But outside of that, I could, like no, none of those guys from the 04 side have gone into coaching. Mm. None of you know. I I think Jimmy, you know, unless you're going for like a Terry Lamb or something, I don't know. But mm. I don't know how many good coaches are going to want to take this job. Do you just take? An old Canterbury, someone that understands the DNA of Canterbury, put them with Phil Gould. Yeah. Hopefully, Mate. I don't know. I've, like, you're sort of clutching at straws a little bit there. I'm but. thinking more about the Shane Flanagan situation. And I feel like if Phil Gould was willing to put his differences aside with Bennett to get him to the Panthers, then surely he's willing to put aside, you know, if he doesn't rate Kyle, to get Shane Flanagan to the mm. club. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Do you think Gus Gould has had a chat to Seraldo because he would know Seraldo really well? He made Seraldo interim coach. Seraldo is the next fucking big thing when it comes to coaching. By all reports, I've met him. He's a fucking great bloke. Had a beer at my bar a while back. Really nice guy. Knows his footy. You know, fucking. He's a huge reason the Panthers are doing what they're doing. Do you think Gus Gould's connection could work there? Well, I think that Gus would be confident he could take someone and mm. mould them because mm. he's done it before. Mm. Uh, you know, he did it with Ricky Stewart back in 02. He'd retired the year before mm. from first grade. So I, I don't think that the fact that Trent Barrett's been a, a failure, if that's what you want to call it, would rattle Gus at all. I think he'd be more than willing to grab someone that he knew he could mould. Yeah. See, I have faith that Gus will work this out. Like, yeah. I, I just, regardless of the admin there, I just have faith that Gus has a plan. He's too intelligent not to. Like, how many runs on the board does he need before we just go, you know what? I don't understand what you're doing, but you will do it. I think he got there about 15 years ago yeah, for me. Yeah, surely. Like, it's like the storm every year. Yeah. We sat at the start of the year and we were saying, me and Guru were literally saying, internally, I don't know how, I, I actually think they're concerned. I, I'm actually concerned at how the storm are going to pull through all the shit they had off season. But then we're saying, but mentally, we know they will. We just don't know fucking how they'll do it. And then obviously look at it. And that's where I think with Gus, maybe they could be successful with just having a Canterbury guy that has runs on the board that understands the club as the last voice before they run out. Mm. And Gus can do the Monday to Friday. Yeah, maybe. Fuck. It'd be huge. (laughs) Be huge. As unorthodox as that sounds. Does he have that energy in him, though? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. He's an older, older gentleman now. Yeah. Shout out to our Baz for the power move of just like Saturday gets told that Monday morning emergency crisis meeting Bulldogs headquarters jobs on the line Sunday night I quit I'm going out of my own terms yeah mate <laughs> I you wasn't know, fired I quit <laughs> you know what it would have been though it would it would have been the dog saying mate yeah. we can sack you and you get no no cashola nothing or here's X amount that we can agree to yeah and you can quit go out on your own terms that's how it always, usually happens because like sacking someone is a fucking big process yeah. for stuff like that and because con- the contracts are so strong and legally binding and because the thing is you could you, like if barrett really wanted to he could do his heels in and be like no i'm contracted uh, have, have yeah. i done anything to deserve to be sacked like have i breached my contract rah, rah. 
And, and usually the, the answer is no. Um, and you don't want to go through that process, so, which is really interesting because it's like, well, then why have a contract? You may as well fucking do it weekly. Um, <laughs> More importantly, the uh, best-looking coach in rugby league mantle is now up for grabs. It's, yeah, it's up for grabs. That's way more important. Up. Absolutely. You know what? Bloat FC recruited Trent. So, um, yeah, look, no one ever wants to see a bloke lose his bloody job. I, I feel for Trent. Um, I, I think, I think if, you know, in my opinion with Trent's career, I think his best bet would be to go to the Super League and coach. Get his runs there. I think at the moment, because he's had those two two situations that haven't worked out, the best bet would be to go to Super League. And if he wants to, if not, there's nothing like a lot of these assistant job coaches pay fucking really well. And maybe he is just a great assistant coach. There's nothing wrong with that either. Fucking no way. Some of them pay like really good. You don't have any of the stresses of being a head coach. You're the you only have to give the good news. Assistant coaches never give bad news. They're only the good news. And like you don't have the pressure you get to love like live with footy love footy and you can just you know yeah of course you're gonna be sad if your team loses but he's so young there's still time you know there's still time to become a great a great coach uh so yeah wish Trent nothing but the best very very tough times it was a it was a huge hill to climb to begin with and unfortunately just hasn't worked out. And I think that needs to be considered that sure. I think whoever you got to coach there it was a tough gig it was a massive gig only the very best experience campaigners, I think, could have really turned that around quickly. Yep. Um, so, yeah, wishing Trent nothing but the best. And I don't know who is to fight this. I don't know who is to blame. It's probably somewhere in the middle, you know, admin maybe and a little bit of Trent's ability. I'm, I'm not sure, but I hate seeing blokes lose their job. It just fuck, it makes makes you feel sick, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, especially coaching. Like, like Coaching in rugby league, unless you are one of those four guys, you're waiting to be sacked. Yeah. Yeah, it's the reality of your literally situation. reality, and like your all your hopes and dreams. There's only so many coaching gigs available, so and yeah. you just mentioned Desi, five years. He was a finals team, a grand final team, finished eleventh one year. Got sacked, not good enough for us. Yeah, not, not only <laughs> got sacked, but his name got absolutely decimated in the process. I think Maddie said they finished eleventh. Like Canterbury give their right arm to finish eleventh, oh, mate, and also like finished eleventh with the idea of. We'll, we'll play finals next year. Yeah. Not of like, oh, this is going to continue to happen. It was, this is just a bad year. Mm. Um, yeah, so look, Paul Green, does he come into consideration? Yeah, there's a couple of guys that have their names thrown up. Paul Green will be one of them. Jeff Tooby still doesn't have a job either. He's another one. Does he still want to coach? I've got no idea. If he, yeah. If he does, if I'm, he I'm surprised he hasn't been the job fucking... for him. But yeah. Anyone you've got, Timmy, you thinking? Um,. Neil Henry's floating about somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty of success with the raid. He's been out of it a while, but did a bit of digging into him a little earlier, and he's been with Queensland as an assistant coach there the last couple of years. Obviously, probably not under Billy Slater. I don't know if he's been retained, but mm. um, so he's still around about. But in terms of hard information, I'd, mate, I don't know which way they'll go. But mm. as I said, I, th- I think it'll probably be Davy Ferner in the interim. But as I said, Gus will, Gus will have something lined up. Yeah, surely, surely. Is so. there a world where Gus reaches out to F- Freddie for next season, maybe? No, I don't think Freddie would ever do that. No? Nah. No, nah, I, I don't I, I don't think Freddie wants to be a club coach ever again. <clears throat> Even with Gus, you know, I reckon? I, I don't know if he has a connection to the dogs the way he did with the Roosters, you know? Mm. Like, I feel like the Roosters was kind of a duty thing. Like, he just loved the club so much that... But Fair. stranger things have happened. Well, I mean, just because... Uh, and, like, I don't think Freddie would be a great choice, but there's no one else really standing out. That's me, going, though. like, he's the man that can fucking do yeah. the job. Like... You know, in, in saying that, like, fuck, you'd kill to get Fitzgibbon or Peyton, wouldn't you? Peyton could do it. To it. Fitzgibbon, I think, could do it as well, for sure. Um, 
Isn't it crazy we're saying that about Todd Payton? Yeah, because <laughs> like 12 months ago, I was Credit gone. to him. I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure with some decision. He did. Payton did come out and say, um, have you read that quote? No, yeah. So he came out. Um, basically, what about them Cowboys on the weekend? How good were they? Just keep on keeping on. Honestly, they look... They look like a top tier side though. That's like it's. They don't look like a side that's just like, holy shit, another win, another win. Like they look clinical. You're expecting it now, yeah. Yeah, they look clinical. So um, just on the Cowboys, it's this week's Cowboys versus Storm in North Queensland with no Paps and maybe no Jerome Hughes. Mate, if they get that, fuck me. Yeah, but Storm will yeah. bounce back, I reckon. Um, this was quoted from Toddy Payton. Um, so I think we spoke about this at the start of the year, where I think I think you agree with me, where I kind of felt like he he put too much emphasis on the Tamalolo situation. Mm. Do you remember speaking about this yeah, at the start of the year? Yeah, yeah. And it just, I felt like he was, he came in as a rookie coach thinking he needed this really hard line stance of like, you know what, I'm going for the biggest dog in the yard because if I can change his culture, then I change the fucking team's culture. Kind of like anything. If you're, you know, you go into a yard, you go for the biggest guy and no one's going to fuck Which with you. Which isn't a bad. No, it's not at all. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes, sometimes you can... It's good to do that. I remember I had a coach, his name was Dean Benton, and he came to the club in, in 2005 going into the 2006 preseason where we won the comp. Well, we, I was in the squad, I didn't actually fucking play. I was 80th man once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he came to the club, and the first few weeks, he was our strength and conditioning uh, fitness coach, first few weeks he was such a punish, like so much so that he was so angry and I guess – not disrespectful, but he'd do things like he'd walk in and be like, hey, go on, mate. He'd be like, not your mate, not your mate. And he, he, the reason why he went so hard was to stamp his authority of like, you do what I fucking say or you're going to be in trouble. Whereas sometimes when guys come in, they're a bit too nice and they want the boys' love and, and they lose that authority kind of figure. And so sometimes, I'm not sure whether Peyton intentionally or didn't intentionally, but sometimes it does help to go too hard early on because it forces that like oh he is the authority figure we need to fucking listen to him then when you ease off a bit then the boys go oh well yeah like I, I like him as well as he is the authority figure and you get that good mix anyway Peyton came out and said I put a bit of pressure on him which in hindsight was not the right thing to do but we've come out the other side and knew it would all quieten down when we started to win and I think that first of all fuck fair play Peyton to, to say something like that so openly uh, it's just, I got a lot of respect for him to be able to yeah. do that. It's basically him saying, you know what, I probably handled the Tamalolo situation incorrectly. Maybe I needed to land in that grey area rather than being so black and white. Uh, what are your thoughts about something like that? Yeah, I, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what rattles me about uh, Peyton. Ever since I heard the Hello Sports Boys say that he looks like an evil genius, <laughs> I can't see him in any other <laughs> any other way. way. Um, but yeah, I, and I think Todd, you know, I, I personally thought he did make a heap of mistakes last year. They've They've turned out the mm. right calls for him, but like even the ones that he thinks he's got wrong, he's owning them, which I yeah. love. And that, that says a lot to his team too for me. Mm. And if I'm Tamalolo and I read that, it's kind of like, fuck, man. Like This guy has my back massively to publicly come out as a coach and say, you know what? I got it wrong with JT. You, the, the amount of admiration you would have for him and also the loyalty that would build, I think would be pretty massive. What do you think, Timmy? Yeah, mate. Anytime a bloke comes out like that, in the spotlight, head of a club and admits to a mistake, I just big raps on it every single time. It's a yep. tough thing to do and a lot of coaches and a lot of probably media types don't do it. So mm. when they do, you've got to sort of give them a bit of credit when due. Uh, that one in particular, you know, it's, it's sort of easy to do and say now that they're winning games. But at the same time, as, as we've said over and over again, a lot of these moves and a lot of, a lot of these decisions that we criticised in the past 12 months with Todd Payton, 
were all planning towards the future and now they're killing it and winning games. So he's earned the right to come out at a rosy period for the club and say, I stuffed up this and that. So, mm. you know, good luck to him. And also, but also he could easily be like, I'm winning. I don't need to admit to shit. Mm. You know? For sure. No one's angry at me anymore. Everyone fucking loves me. So why would I come out and say I did something wrong? I can be like, nah, I fucking did it all right. Look where we're at. Um, so yeah, massive respect. So yeah, Doggies fans, um, I knew... When Gus Gould came in, I knew there was going to be upheaval. I didn't think, I didn't know it was going to be Trent, but I knew something dramatic was going to be happening because if you're a new, the big dog coming in, you've got to do something to change whatever is going on there. Um, so in Gus Gould, we trust. Doggies fans, stay the course. Gus Gould will do, he'll sort it out. He really will. I, I truly believe Gus will be good enough to at least put them in a position to be playing finals footy. At the very least, they're playing finals footy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.